Before beginning stanzas five through eight commentary, it's occurred to me that I have not yet voiced what I have in writing as regards the explanation of the commentary. So let me do that. This is a verse-by-verse journey through the 119th Psalm, or the 13th of Book 5, written by, surprisingly to some, one anointed to become king, and in the process, relying on God and His Word, doing so through many hardships. What I've gone through also has enabled keen insight into King David's experiences and provides many fine lessons for all to benefit from as we endeavor to live life as God purposed in a way that brings genuine peace, real satisfaction, and eventual prosperity in true love. Now the theme we'll consider for all of stanza five is this. Wholehearted obedience can be happily cultivated and sustained over time. As we learned in the first verse of Psalm 119, true happiness belongs to those who walk in the law of Jehovah. This requires faith or thankful trust in God. As we learn God's laws and ways, our faith, like that of Abraham, can be counted to us as worthiness based on the ransom of Christ, according to James 2.23. Our obedience can be shown to improve and endure over time. The preview of stanza 5 is as follows. Verse 33 says, for instance, Teach me, O Jehovah, the way of your instructions, and I will follow it to the end, or to the last letter. The next verse shows that the quality of understanding is involved in wholeheartedly observing God's law. It says, Give me understanding so that I may observe your law and keep it with my whole heart. We will consider how this quality is involved in wholehearted obedience, that is, the quality of understanding. Using the example of lawfully driving a motor vehicle. In considering verse 37, Let's answer the question, why should we avoid giving undue attention to unworthy things? This is shown to be an important consideration to maintaining godly obedience. We will need the quality of discernment to judge properly between things of great value and those of less or no value. The first half of stanza 5, then, we'll call it stanza 5a, covers verses 33 through 36, and they say this, Teach me, O Jehovah, the way of your instructions, and I will follow it to the end. Give me understanding, so that I may observe your law and keep it with my whole heart. Guide me in the pathway of your commandments, for in it I take delight. And 36, Incline my heart to your reminders, not to selfish gain. Now to the verse by verse. Verse 33 says this, Teach me, O Jehovah, the way of your instructions, 
and I will follow it to the end, or to the last letter. Follow it to the end. Evidently, even the detailed instructions and procedures of God's law, the psalmist was eager to learn from God so as to obey Him fully. He was determined to keep God's instructions to the end, possibly meaning to the last detail. The psalmist may even have had a double meaning in mind here, as the Amplified Version adds, steadfastly. Regardless, we should value even detailed instructions from God, realizing their valuable contribution to His purpose. The contemporary English version puts it this way, Point out your rules, Lord, and I won't disobey even one of them. May we thus likewise seek an obedient heart. Of course, these are God's rules the psalmist is referring to. Rules formulated by humans should carefully take God's word into consideration, lest they become unduly cumbersome or violate right standards or even common sense. We should still aim to respect even man-made rules that do not conflict with God's word, where we perceive they are properly authorized or made with good intentions, and that they are conceived for good reasons. Later, the psalmist mentions keeping God's law forever and ever. May we likewise look long-term, comprehending God's eternal purpose, to have right-hearted worshipers happily and peaceably loving Him and one another throughout His universe. This requires that all acknowledge Jehovah's just, fair, and right standards for living. Verse 34 reads this way, Give me understanding, so that I may observe your law and keep it with my whole heart. Understanding needed. The psalmist recognizes the importance of the quality of understanding when it comes to learning to fully obey Jehovah. Understanding involves seeing the big picture along with all the individual pieces that make it up and how they all interconnect to make the whole. We should want to primarily understand people and God's law as His Word clarifies matters of the Spirit, as in our relationships, our personal thinking, and emotional well-being. Understanding helps us put the pieces together and requires acknowledging Jehovah's right to receive our honor and respectful admiration. We need to get to know and love God and His Word. The same thinking is vital, for instance, when learning to operate a motor vehicle. There are many principles and traffic laws, both, that must be learned, that together make it possible to safely navigate the roadways among fellow drivers. Without understanding how these many laws work together, there would be chaos and confusion. God is honored by our respect for such laws. And clearly we should learn such laws not only for our own benefit, but we're learning them out of love and respect for our neighbors with deep interest in their safety. With such motives, it is possible to observe God's law with our whole heart. Such laws will then most likely affect our actions and reactions as we truly seek to obey and honor God from the heart.
Verse 35 reads this way. Guide me in the pathway of your commandments, for in it I take delight. God's commandments, a path to follow. The psalmist again pleads to be instructed to remain on the path of life, the roadway leading to eternal life. He takes delight in God's ways and in his commandments, which according to Psalm 19.8 are pure and bright, enlightening the eyes, according to the Amplified Version. God's commandments thus help us maintain purity, clean worship, which helps us maintain our keen spiritual vision, seeing the truth as it should be seen. We shouldn't shy away from the idea of worship. This mainly involves giving God the rightful place in our hearts and our lives. This helps us deal with problems head-on, finding workable solutions in our dealings and relationships with God and others, rather than blindly being led astray. How we should delight in God's commandments and the privilege of maintaining pure worship to God alongside our neighbors and hopefully also our fellow worshipers. To reach the halfway point through stanza 5, let's consider verse 36. Incline my heart to your reminders not to selfish gain. God's reminders promote unselfishness. As we are reminded of God's good guidance in life, we're helped to maintain an obedient course in harmony with God's laws and standards. We're able to do this with a proper motive of genuine love for God and neighbor and we need to know how to love ourselves, to love our neighbor as ourselves. Evidently, as a future king, the psalmist would eventually be in charge of much wealth, yet he refused to focus on selfish gain, rather using whatever resources he had in a God-approved way. Look, we need both money and wisdom. The Bible is very clear on that. They're both, they both serve as a protection. He knew our primary motive should be godly and unselfish to experience the joy and peace only God can give. How important to maintain clean and pure motives and avoid even thoughts of using other people in some selfish way or even raising them or ourselves up above God in some way for some purpose out of harmony with God's will. Let's thus maintain humility and an honest conscience. Jesus warned against devotion to riches or really any other God-dishonoring master, saying at Matthew 6.24, No one can slay for two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will stick to the one and despise the other. You cannot slay for God and for riches. The psalmist thus chooses to worship and slay for God, Jehovah, still often rewarded materially rather than seeking only selfish gain by riches, an often harsh master, as mentioned in Proverbs 3.10 and 